All right. Here's my thoughts on 2020, pandemic, election. I don't dive too deep on those, but I I give some thoughts about some things that I learned this year, and then I walk you through something horrific that I somewhat witnessed this week. It's all coming up right here, Out of the Hat. Hello. Good evening. All right. Um, This is my fourth first take back in this booth. The microphone that I'm at keeps popping, even though I have a windsock on it, when I raise my voice and get animated. I'm probably, I don't know, uh, five inches away from the mic right now. But when I get really close like this and get animated, it starts to pop sometimes. So I'm going to sound uh, a little further away from it because when I go further away, the mic seems to behave a little bit better. So we're going to see how this goes. Bear with me. Um, I've been uh, busy working. Had somebody uh, uh, leave uh, my employer recently, one of my employees. Uh, Super pumped for him, hoping to get him on a future podcast. He doesn't know that yet, but he will soon enough. Uh, Hopefully we hear from him in the next couple weeks. And um, I listened to a podcast the other day from somebody who I consider a mentor who recently put a book out. It's uh, a former boss of mine. His name is Russ Hill. And uh, you can get that book if you're interested. I'm just going to Google the name of it right now because it's got a real short title and then it's got a longer title. Um, So the book is called Decide to Lead. Leadership is a choice, not a title. And then, gosh, what what else does it say here? Uh, so decide to lead the four questions anyone who wants to lead others must be able to answer. And microphone, I heard that pop. Don't even try me. Um, so Russ wrote this book. Uh, I purchased a number of copies. If you would really like one, let me know, and maybe I'll give you one. Um, and... He was uh, talking on one of his recent podcasts about how he feels it's important to look back on the year and, you know, take some notes on what you're learning and what you've learned. And I took, oh gosh, I don't know, half hour, an hour, one of these days when I was out on a walk kind of reflecting and I jotted down some notes on what the heck I learned this year. Uh, Not everything that I learned, but some things that stood out to me. And uh, here were some of my notes, just the quick hitters. I'll read them out of my phone as I wrote them down. Uh, Number one, change is hard, but simple. Hard in that it won't be felt overnight and requires forming new habits. Simple, though, in that you can lay out small goals and build on them, and you will see results. The biggie that was really running through my head when I was uh, thinking about this was the weight loss that I've been going through the past year or so. And I told myself early on to try to put it in terms of bowling balls. And the biggest bowling ball out there is typically like 16 pounds. And I thought, well, you know, if I just focus on this 16 pounds at a time, next thing you know, I could lose like uh, 80 pounds or so. And uh, don't you know, 
I got on the scale for the first time in a couple months the other day, and it said uh, 183. This was at night. And then I decided, you know what? Just for giggles, I'll get on the following morning because usually you weigh less in the morning when you first get up. I did. Came in at like 181. And then uh, the same morning, uh, this morning, I went out for a run, and I figured, you know what? I wonder what I weigh after a run. You know, burned off some some fat, you know, drank a little bit, but uh, don't have some of that water weight in me. You know, maybe burn some of that off. And sure enough, the dang scale said 178. I don't know what 178 is, but uh, it said 178. So uh, change is hard but simple to me. That is one of the big lessons, and, and that can apply to work. That can apply to, gosh, this... 2020 election cycle, the pandemic, and people's behavior, it can apply to just about anything in your life. Change is hard, but simple. Uh, There's power in asking others for advice. Uh, An example of that, uh, Julia, who was on one of the podcasts with me recently, and her reaching out, and she was the first ASU student who's ever hit me up and specifically said, like, hey, um, you know, do you, do you have any advice on what I can do to further myself and my career? I've had discussions with some students before uh, who have been interns about, like, hey, here's some tips, this, that. But Julia just did that all on her own even before, you know, she found out what internships were going to be looking like. And, and kudos to her. That was uh, one of the reasons why I brought her on the podcast, another was I, I just think she's an interesting person. Um, and, you know, there are there is a lot of power in asking others for advice. I do it all the time with uh, coworkers, whether they be on the same level of management as me, whether it be my boss now, whether it be people who work for me uh, or others in the building. I, I love to just pick people's brains and ask for advice. I, I think there is... Uh, a tremendous amount of respect that goes into that. It shows that um, that you're applying critical thought, that you value your employees if you're a leader, and uh, if if you are reaching out to somebody who's above you, um, it, it can show them that hey, maybe you want to be where they're at one day, or you know, you really do take the time to think about some of those things. Uh, what do I have down here? Number three. I never would have learned about intermittent fasting if I hadn't asked a friend, uh, Rob Hunter, what he was doing and how he lost some weight. So that's another example of uh, asking others for advice. I remember, gosh, it was over a year ago now, I just asked Rob, like, hey, dude, like, what are some of the things that you're doing? And he mentioned intermittent fasting was one of them. Uh, he's gotten into, you know, he's done some CrossFit stuff, and I, I think he was a Orange Theory fitness guy. I don't know if he's still doing that or not. Uh, he's been a runner at points in his life, a lot of different things. Um, but when he said intermittent fasting, I figured, well, I'll give that a whirl because I never was able to lose, like, the most I lost in my life was probably like 20 pounds when I trained for that marathon five or so years ago. And that was all just from running and I'd say a little better eating habits. This go with weight loss has been much more the intermittent fasting. And sure, I've been walking and running, but I would credit 80% of it or more 
to the intermittent fasting and how it's changed my eating habits. Um, there's power in listening. Microphone, I heard that pop there, too. Um, there's power in listening. Um, taking the time to listen to people when it could just be a chat with a friend. You could be out for a coffee. You could go out to a lunch or a dinner. And listening to them, people just want to be heard these days. And if you take the time not just to uh-huh, 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 uh-huh them, but actually genuinely listen. And to me, some of the best ways to listen are to, you know, quietly sit there and just, you know, have some direct eye contact, but then follow up with one or two just questions. And they don't have to be deep thinkers, but just show that you actually heard what they're talking about. Or, you know, express briefly that, you know, you understand what they're going through or what they're dealing with, whatever it is. Um, but there is tremendous power in listening. And to me, it really validates others' thoughts and feelings. The last one I jotted down here, and then I have a quick story I want to hit on. If you're not happy, it's on you to change things. Um, for me, a big part of that was my weight. I mean, I wasn't miserable, but I was a bigger guy. And I obviously feel physically a lot better now with all that weight on me. Um, but, you know, whether it's weight or it could be a situation uh, with an employer, uh, coworkers won't magically, you know, change for you. You know, you it has to start within. Um, it could be looking for a new job. It could be approaching things differently at a current job. It could be with a spouse, with kids. It could be any number of things. It takes time and effort to uh, really change things. And if you're not happy, I can't suggest any stronger, um, you know, thinking about why and what you can do to bring about change. And, and you know, my first point was, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, and it's not, but but give genuine thought to it. Don't just beat your head into a wall day in and day out. If you're not happy about something, talk with some people about it. Maybe you need a counselor. Maybe you just need to talk to a close friend. Or maybe you need to talk to a total stranger or a clergy member. Who knows? It could be any number of people. But don't just hold stuff in. Give it critical thought. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I was thinking about this year. And obviously, the the two big, big stories that have driven the news cycle have been the pandemic since, you know, really, you could argue January. It's been going on in uh, China, but it became a pandemic and things started to get shut down here in the U.S. in March. Things started to change. And then we added the masks and that became a whole deal. Um, but essentially, I would argue March it really got heavy. And then the election was a whole to do all year as well. We we lost some uh, very famous people. Kobe Bryant passed away uh, before the pandemic got going. And uh, there were some famous people who passed away as a result of the pandemic. And 
and others who just passed away this year that had nothing to do with COVID as well. Uh, It's been a very, very busy news year. And a lot of people say, oh, gosh, I can't wait to put 2020 in my rearview mirror. I get it. But I got to be honest, um, I've I've grown a lot in 2020. And um, when I really sit down and allow myself to get emotional about my weight, it's not like I ball, but uh, I'm very proud of myself. And it was tougher for me than running a marathon. It was without a doubt the most physically challenging thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm not done. Uh, I have a ways to go and I want to do another marathon here in the next couple months. And I've been training for that and working up to it. And I've, I've had some setbacks along the way here recently. I took the last week or so off from running. I went out and had my first run today in a while and uh, felt good. And that was exciting. Um, but it's, it's been a tough year. I don't take that away from anybody. And, you know, we've lost over a quarter of a million people in the U.S. now, I want to say. And to all the people who've either had loved ones suffer from COVID or lost somebody from their family or a close friend or, you know, maybe just an acquaintance, um, my heart goes out to you. It it sucks. There's There's no way around it. And... At this point, I think just about everybody knows somebody who either, you know, directly passed away from COVID or they know a friend of a friend who lost someone. And it's awful and it's tragic. And I can't wait to put that in the rearview mirror. But I hope we have learned lessons from all of this. And and I do hope that we can... Uh, you know, just get through it and, you know, be a little bit kinder to each other. I I never do this, but I actually got into a shouting match with somebody at a Target parking lot the other day. There was a, a left turn exit and a right turn exit and then only one lane to enter the parking lot. And I was trying to get into the left turn to leave and this car comes like barreling in three quarters of the way into my lane not staying in his lane and the guy rolls his window down and he's like screaming at me and I I was like you know what I've I've had a rough week here we go and I put my window down and he's cussing at me and and I just said back to him like nope your lane's over there mine's right here I'm in my lane you tried to take half of mine and I might have said one or two not so pleasant things to him. And then, of course, he drove off in a huff. Um, and I've made mistakes behind the wheel. and But in this case, I didn't. And it was stupid of me. I admit that. Um, but we should all just give each other some grace. That's, that's another big lesson I've learned. And, um, you know, the election, not going to miss that. The pandemic, not going to miss that. But I've, I've tried to learn from all of it. And I've done a lot of reading, um, reading a new book now called Unbelievable, just finished. Um, gosh, what did I just finish? Uh, oh, Mike Krzyzewski's book. Uh, I believe It's like Leadership from the Heart, something like that. I just finished that off. Um, and I'm reading this book. I watched this Netflix uh, series a year ago, I want to say that. Unbelievable came out, and I watched it on Netflix, and it's a tough, tough story 
about a teenage girl, uh, but it's a phenomenal story. At the same time, it's it's a true story, and it's uh, it's told really well. It's incredibly powerful. Uh, there's uh, a lot of uh, star. I shouldn't say star, but it features uh, some women who just deliver great performances. And, um, you know, I watched it as a dude and I didn't think like, oh, my goodness. Um, You know, I wouldn't say if you're a female, you're necessarily going to get more out of it than if you're a guy. But I I do think there's a lot of uh, powerful messages in there, whether you're uh, uh, he, she or they really doesn't matter. Uh, last thing I wanted to touch on before I get the heck up out of here, I go for my walks and runs six days a week, and sometimes I, I do my, – my course is usually this. I do Monday, Tuesday is pretty much all walk. Wednesday I take the day off and hang out with my buddy, and then – uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are a mixture of walking and running between like three to five miles running. There could be a speed workout. It it might just be a jog. And then usually Sunday, sometimes Saturday are my long run day, which now looks like, you know, eight miles up to, you know, I'm hoping to do between like 16 and 18 miles a week from now. So... This was uh, this past Tuesday night, so almost a week ago now, I I was just walking, and about a quarter mile up the road in front of me on 32nd Street, I see all these uh, fire trucks, uh, ambulances, police cars, turning on to 32nd Street or barreling straight up the road. And it's, like I said, about a quarter mile up in front of me, but I could see all the the flashing lights, so it wasn't that far. I had my headphones on, so I didn't hear anything. Um, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And it was right on the path where I usually walk, so I figured I would pass right by it. Well, uh, tragically, uh, it turns out that um, two people ended up dying in this accident. Um, I'm going to read you a little bit about what happened and then talk a little bit more about it. So according to uh, Phoenix PD, there was a Toyota Camry who was driven by a now suspect who's a 23-year-old guy. His name is Lex Curry. He was heading north on 32nd. And he ended up colliding with a Maxima that was also traveling northbound. The impact from Curry hitting that Maxima, the Nissan in front of him, uh, propelled the Nissan into a tree and a wall. Um, And the 25-year-old driver of the Nissan ended up being seriously hurt. And two passengers... Uh, passed away. One was 24. One was 49 years old. Um, After hitting that Nissan, the now suspect in this case, and he's been charged with murder, aggravated assault, and endangerment, um, he veered southbound and hit 
a Chevy and another car that apparently this other car ended up leaving the scene. By the time I walked up and saw it, I only saw one vehicle. Um, but apparently there were four involved. But so one car takes off from the scene. Um, the driver of the, it was a Chevy Cruze. She was 53 years old. She ended up suffering some minor injuries, apparently. Uh, the cops say that the driver who started all of this also suffered minor injuries. He was evaluated and exhibited uh, signs and symptoms of impairment, according to Phoenix PD. His blood alcohol content, 0.30. So almost four times the legal limit. And court records show that I guess there's a data recorder in the car and the airbag module recorded speeds of 96 miles an hour right before the crash. So the speed limit there along 32nd Street is 40. And apparently this guy, this Lex Curry, was barreling through there going 90 plus miles an hour. Uh, his parents had told the cops that he'd been suicidal prior to the crash. He was arrested a night later in connection with it. Uh, apparently some early reports out about this whole story say that uh, one of the drivers was swerving to miss a dog that was in the middle of the street. Turns out that was not the case. There was no, you know, chain reaction that was caused by somebody swerving to miss this dog. Uh, the Phoenix PD says there's no indication to detectives that a dog caused the collision, and Lex Curry's been booked into Maricopa County Jail, aggravated assault, endangerment, and murder. Um, heartbreaking story, obviously. Two people died, and you know, as I walked up to this scene, there were just you know, flashing lights, first responders everywhere. People from the neighborhood had come out and there was caution tape up, but people were looking around and asking what the heck happened. And I could see that um, there was one car that I could see that had clearly hit this tree and had also um, hit this brick wall. That's right there, like I mentioned. And um, my mind went a couple places right away of, gosh, I hope, you know, whatever happened here, I hope these people are okay. And tragically, two aren't. Um, I, I thought of myself for a minute and thought, gosh, if it would have been five to ten minutes uh later when this happened or if I had you know not tooled around the house for five or ten more minutes I could have been hit by this car because the car ended up hopping the curb to hit this tree and then propel into the wall um, and it's right by right where I walk and my point in all of this would just be yeah 2020 has been a crappy year in a lot of ways. But I hope that you're grateful that you are here today. And, 
you know, I, I don't want to get sappy and say, you know, oh, tomorrow's a new day and this and that. Um, but I hope that you are proud of yourself for getting through nine months of a pandemic and uh, just a nauseating election in a lot of ways with vitriol from a lot of different people. Um, and be proud of yourself and consider yourself lucky that you're here and that you have a chance to make an impact because, you know, three people were in a car and all they were doing was driving down 32nd Street and this guy who's almost four times the legal limit, uh, who, you know, apparently was suicidal, um, you know, smacks into the back of him doing over 90 miles an hour and propels them into a tree and a wall and kills two of them. Um, you just never know what's going to happen. I I have an acquaintance who I've gotten to know over the years who lives in the Midwest, and he reached out to me the other day. He's got Crohn's, uh, Crohn's disease, the same disease I do. And he mentioned that he'd been uh, diagnosed with something pretty nasty, and they think one of the medications he's on could be part of the reason why. Obviously feel terrible for him, and um, he's got a long road to recovery. And uh, they, they say it can take up to a year. Uh, it can be fatal what he's been diagnosed with, but I'm pulling for him. And he asked me a question. We were trading some Facebook messages back and forth today, and, and he said, you know, why me? And I don't have in front of me exactly what I said to him, but it was something like, dude, um, I, I don't play the, you know, the why me thoughts through my head because it can, you know, you're not going to get an answer. Instead, I, I try to, you know, kind of flip it on its head and, and you know, take what I can from whatever's happening to me and use it as a challenge to motivate myself. You know, when I got Crohn's disease, I didn't sit there and sulk and say, why me? I thought, I'm not going to let this beat me. And it's funny, I would even take some people who I knew at the time and imagine that they were doubting that I could make a full recovery so that I could use it as, you know, some sort of sick motivation in my own head to push myself even even further and uh, push myself even harder to get better. Um, so I told my buddy, I said, you know, you know why, why does anything happen to anyone? Um, you know, why does bad stuff happen? We don't always have reasons, but, you know, you could step outside today and get hit by a bus. Um, you could have a heart attack and die. I mean, lots of things happen. Just try to, you know, take those things that happen and use them to propel you to do, you know, more good or to overcome those obstacles. Don't just dwell on, you know, gosh, why did this happen to me? Because you're likely not going to get an answer. Um, you know, maybe you will, but it, it won't change what you're going through. Just use it to, you know, be the the best person that you can be. So, um, I don't know. That's, uh, that's my thoughts on, uh, on this lovely, uh, evening as I uh, sit here and record this. I've thought a lot about trying to write a book lately and maybe diving in and, uh, writing a book about my weight loss a little bit and some life experiences that I've had 
don't know if anybody would like to read it, but it might be therapeutic for me to write it. I've been thinking about that and just pausing and reflecting a lot on on this crazy year and what we've all dealt with. And it's okay to acknowledge the tough stuff, and it's it's been a rough year. I mean, I've had things that I've dealt with at work. I'm sure you have as well. Uh, maybe personal challenges with your family. Um, I've had some of those as well. Um, but but make sure that you think about the good things that have happened too. And I'm sure everybody has had something good happen to them in this rough year as well. That'd be my point. And if you haven't, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me and let's uh, let's sit down and chat. And and I bet if you sit there and pause and reflect, you'll you'll come up with some good things that happened this year. Don't just let the negative win out. That's when things really go uh, south. So that's all I've got. Uh, see, if I sit too far back, now I'm back on the microphone thing here. I'm going to try to work through this here with you. If I sit back here, I don't get the popping, but I can tell that I'm too far away from the mic. I got to get more up on the mic. But when I sit here and get close to it, I sound crystal clear and real nice right now, but I can tell this thing's just waiting to pop on me. And when it does, it's, it's really jarring, throws me off my game, and I should just push through it. But it distracts me in my trained ear, and I think it will distract the listener, but you likely don't even listen that way. You just listen to hear my thoughts and have a laugh and take something away from this, I hope. Um, I will be back with some more great guests in the next few weeks. I've got some people in mind who I want to have on. Looking forward to that. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that coming up here. I haven't seen a lot of Christmas lights up. I've seen some, but are just people not putting up Christmas lights? Is that what's going on this year? That'd be a bummer. So that's what I'm going to leave you on. Uh, my thoughts for 2020 and um, a crazy, crazy year. Have a great day.